Oh, okay. Yeah, we're ready. (laughs) You can tell us when you're recording. I'm recording. I'm going to start some music. When you hear it turn down, Tar, instead of making jokey McJokes, (laughs) do your intro. (laughs) Man, I thought that's what this was about. Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. This is Dr. Head. And this is the color blue fez out of space. <laughs> That's Lambda. And you are listening to Unsane Radio. Yo, and welcome, fellow inmates. This is Dr. Head. And I will be leading today's therapy session. Oh, it's going to be a good one. I, I just want to start off. Everyone just turn your head and cough. <coughs> I got the black lung, Daddy. <laughs> That'll put a... And a touch of the COVID. That'll be the... Make the saint in your taint. Today we are going to talk about the things that have scared us, frightened us, give us nightmares starting from our earliest childhood memories of movies we've seen, TV shows, books, comics we've read, games we've played, all those things going from our core, earliest memories, and then maybe we'll figure out why we are the way we are. (laughs) So, let's start it off. Let's talk about some movies that we've seen. If you can think back to your earliest memories... Let's start off. Who'd like to start off by talking about a movie that just scared the shit out of them? Gadfly. Oh, well, I would say the the movie that scared me the most, that uh, lasted the longest, was The Exorcist. Easily. Yeah. Um, And it's funny because I'm not even Catholic, you know? So, I mean, it's uh, (laughs) a... But I remember we saw it on network television uh, over at a friend of uh, Dr. uh, Professor Feathers, uh, Fetter, of Fetter's uh, friend's house. And uh, it was, so it was like, it was all butchered. So there was really, it was commercials and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I just remember thinking that my, my bed was shaking every single night for a month after watching that movie. Oh, yeah. Well, I could see where you would be demon possessed, but you were doing the, you were doing the Dungeons and Dragons, weren't you? Yeah, and there were just a bunch of, like the lighting in that thing, the music, um, he was younger than than the Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was like twelve or something. He was doing yeah. the magic cards, and then wasn't he? <laughs> he was. Uh, no, but, you're you're way out of the season, buddy. I know. The uh, you remember like the makeup and the little girl, and then the fact that you could see like the breath, you know. Um, oh yeah, back, yeah. Which back then they really didn't have uh, special effects to do that. They really had to have like a cold room in order to get those effects. Um. But yeah, it just it was. Uh, I thought it was just freaking crazy and disturbing, and it just yeah, a really I sad end. When they filmed it, just straight though. I mean, it was just more almost like this is what's happening, you know, just in that kind of a procession type idea, you know. what I mean, instead of uh, oh, how do I put that? It, it was more of a documentary feel 
of what was going on. Yeah, that's true. And it, it, it was just one of those things where... It had a cold analytical look to it, I guess. Yeah, possession was something completely different, too. It was like, you know, that's your body being haunted. I mean, that's why the other, like, really disturbing, like, the one that gives me the chills is the grudge. Uh, both versions, the original Japanese and the uh, the one that's, well, um, you know, the new one with Sarah Michelle Geller or whatever. I, those were just because once you go to a place, now you're haunted by those things. And that's just mm-hmm. really creepy. But I, yeah, I they're going to follow around. They're going to follow you around. You know, they know where you're at at all times kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But going back to the exorcist thing, you know, I almost like the first part of the film where you weren't, you know, where you're like kind of led to believe, is it, you know, psychological and all that stuff, testing for all the physical and psychological elements. To, I, I like that. It's like, are you, you have that doubt? Is it? Is it super, you know, do you have to really change your whole belief system or is this something that's naturally happening? You know what I mean? Well, I think the the movie dispels of the idea that it's just psychological pretty quickly. No, no, I I agree too. But I'm just saying that I like that. That's what kind of scares me in some movies is that aspect to it. Is it, it's on that, just that fine line. Is it supernatural or is it just a mundane thing that you know element that we just don't know about in life you know it's just yeah so freaking is a master at suspense building suspense did you see exorcist 3 have you guys seen that <laughs> yeah okay. i loved it yeah i thought that I was really too. good too. i liked it yeah it's a police procedural you know more than anything like yeah like but that plans. yeah it, it, it but it even gets creepier you know i mean it, yeah. it does exactly like the first one does it's got some really disturbing images uh, and and especially the opening scene in the church where the wind blows open and the statue of christ opens his eyes that kind of shit scares me man i mean <laughs> statues open that's why i don't like going into churches with statues and you know i'm waiting for those statues to open at me open their eyes and like look at me like i'm gonna fuck you up mister you know but uh <laughs> Or that woman scuttling across the ceiling. Yeah, that that was a disturbing scene. Yeah, that's why I always put up ceiling tiles, drop ceiling, because, you know, she's not going to support it. She'll fall right down. I'll know. What the hell was that? (laughs) Old ladies are crawling on the ceiling in my house. Uh, Yeah, The Exorcist is the one movie that still lingers with me. Of all the things that I've seen that have scared me as a kid, I, I was probably about 10 when I saw The Exorcist, when it was on, it was on network TV as well. And, uh, like you get fly. I, uh, I had the lights on in my room. I had the radio on. <laughs> I was waiting for to be possessed for about, for about a month. And yeah, to this day, it's like that stuff. It, it just lingers. I see Reagan's face and I hear her laugh, you know, and, uh, what I've, what I've grown to love about the movie beyond the terror aspect is the side plot with, with, uh, father, you know, Karis, and his doubts and his struggles with his faith and his belief and and the relationship oh, yeah. he has with Kinderman, you know, that, that's that's just brought the, yeah, the whole three. movie together. Yeah, because you have this real person in real doubt, you know, who's also a disbeliever because he's been trained to be a scientist. You know, not a he's you know, he, he's he's a priest, but he also does not really believe in exorcism. And it kind of has that rosemary baby feel to it. You know, what I mean, that reality type. You know, bringing these supernatural elements into a real reality type situation. You know, yeah, it, I yeah. agree. Just uh, which is kind of yeah. Then it slowly kind of morphs into the 
Oh, this is just crazy shit, you know. Yeah, by the third stuff. act. I mean, there's enough going on by the by the third act when it hits. You've already seen the supernatural things and the head twisting around. And do you know what she did, your hunting daughter? You know, you get all these great horrifying images and Reagan flopping around in the bed and and just the sounds, uh, you know, the makeup. It was just terrifying. Uh, still, I'm getting goosebumps. And <laughs> and, and Dick Smith, Dick Smith's makeup. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Is unparalleled. It is horrifying. Right. He's a so, legend. There's, there's a funny little story um, about Dick Smith. Um, there's a um, guy that worked on uh, Star Trek The Next Generation and a bunch of the shows. His name is Doug Drexler. He became friends with Dick Smith, and he was invited over to the house to help him move some items, and he went up in the attic, and sure enough, Smith still had the rotating he- Reagan's rotating head and a bunch of the other body prosthetics <laughs> from the movies had scared the hell out of him when he got up there. Oh, you think he'd say, give him a heads up, you know, literally. <laughs> That's well, pretty hey. cool though. <laughs> well, at least he didn't say Dick, nice head. <laughs> yeah. So going back even further, I think the first movie that I remember being terrified uh, at was the legend of Boggy Creek? In 1972. <laughs> oh, I was oh, five no. years old when I saw this, and I, I've seen it since. I know how bad it is, but as a five-year-old, <laughs> boy, that was horrifying to know that Bigfoot was out there. He knew where you know where you're at. He's going to attack you. Oh, <laughs> and, and, and in stuff. such a crappy movie too. <laughs> yeah, I was five. <laughs> Uh, what do, I'm trying to think what the first movie actually it scared there me. There was no I, such thing as a crappy movie when you're five. That's true. <laughs> that's that is so I mean, true. It was shot. It was a documentary. I mean, so this is like real. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I know. I agree. That's 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 very interesting. I know. That's very yeah. that's 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 yeah. Cool the narrator points over top, you know, and this is, you know, whatever the person's name is. And here's what happened. And here's what happened. You know, I mean, I'm just sucking this all in like, oh, my God, this is really real, you know, and then combine that with like the early 70s was Bigfoot mania. Yeah, uh, you know, all around. I was reading every book I could find from our school library, from our local library about Bigfoot, you know, those kinds of things. And um I remember because they said one of the, you know, something, uh, one of the signs of a Sasquatch or Bigfoot in the area was the smell of rotten eggs, you know, sulfur. And I remember we had a bunch of woods in our house. We had about five, you know, five or six acres. Not around the asylum. (laughs) I I remember smelling rotten eggs one day. I'm like, oh, my God, Bigfoot lives in the woods behind her house. And I was thinking for sure he was going to come to the house and break in and like, you know, it's like Boggy Creek and it's going to kill us all. (laughs) You hear a fun fact. That uh, UFO sightings were peaking at the same time. You know that? 70s, early 70s. Hey, yeah. The $6 million man already covered this territory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we now know that Andre the Giant is yeah, Bigfoot. Yeah, the best episodes, man. That was the best. Now you know. Little did you know that uh, Andre didn't need makeup. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, anyone else see The Legend of Boggy Creek as a kid or was scared of Bigfoot? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw it at the Clay Zell. We uh, actually oh, went. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, saw the whole thing. And, and, yeah, it was fun. I liked it. I don't understand how anything can pick up two 200-pound hogs and jump the fence. 
Mr. Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a dirt bird. <laughs> Tars Cheney channeling. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Haney. Colin Arnold. The, uh, I think the next movie I remember being really, just having a, a frightening moment. I was probably about six or so. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, I had all the best, my best years growing up. I was allowed to watch pretty much anything I, I wanted. Uh, it was Horror of Dracula, the first of the Hammer Dracula movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a scene where Harker is discovered by, you know, Dracula confronts Harker, not, not as a guest, but as Dracula the first time. And he's at the top of this long stairway. And Harker's on the floor, and Dracula walks in. He's at the top of the stairs, and he sees Harker. And the look on Harker's face, it's all this terror. And Dracula's got this bloodlust, and there's blood on his face, you know. And he starts walking down the steps, and the music is swelling. And that, that I thought, from that point on, that that's all I remember. I think I must have blacked out because I just got scared. <laughs> I don't remember much more about the movie, but ever since then, that scene, when I see it, I'm six years old again. I'm like, oh, there's Dracula, you know. Yeah, good stuff. I think I'm like you, though. I mean, my parents pretty much let me watch what I wanted to see. But <laughs> there came a point where they said that they're, okay, you can watch this, but you cannot sleep with us tonight. One <laughs> 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 of those things. And then the movie that that was for, I guess my, uh, uh, anyway, induction into it was they used to show this stuff on TV all the time. Kids could watch any of this stuff. And it, was, it wasn't it was that much editing. But anyway, uh, what was that called? The Frozen Dead. Oh, <laughs> yeah, with Christopher or Peter Cushing? No, no, it's, it's just, it had Dana Andrews in Dana it. Dana Andrews. It's and it's a terrible, oh, it's such a bad movie. But anyway, this, I remember it, at... Tar didn't anyway, tell you he was 16 when he when he was watching these and wanted to sleep with his parents. <laughs> Thank you. That was anyway. They, they uh, in the movie at first it was in color too, so you know he saw all that stuff. But uh, there was a part you know where they had to deal with a lot of body limbs hanging off the walls and stuff like that. But anyway, at the very end of the movie where they they had this girl's head still in the box. And they're still talking, you know, after everything's kind of kind of been resolved, except the head's still in the box. And she's like in the box going, bury me. <laughs> it fucking scared the shit out of me. I don't know why, but it did. It was, That's a it creepy was, scene. Yeah, that is. is that and the one where and, and I might add, that was the longest night I ever had. So <laughs> <laughs> You slept under their bed. That's right. Crawled oh in. Oh my god! It was so it bad. Were hanging out of the wall, like where they were still like moving. They could still move and articulate. Yes, she could turn a dial, and they all. Yeah, yeah. We're doing the robot. <laughs> yeah, I remember that movie as well. I had the same because it's only the scene in the hallway with the arms. That's what stuck with me. I never remembered the name of the movie, but that scene always like well, the oh. head in the box her talking or that you know that gaspy voice which is probably more realistic than yeah. jan in the pan you know talking like the, <laughs> that's pretty good though the brain that wouldn't die though that's great oh no i agree i you know the brain the brain the thing in the closet i i don't think enough attention has been given to the thing in the closet <laughs> so, <laughs> 
Well, right. Anyone else uh, want to chime in on their their earliest earliest memories? Feather. What was the first movie you saw that just terrified you? I've been giving this a lot of thought, and to be absolutely honest, no movie has ever terrified me. Um, my earliest memory that would be a little scary, you know, was the original Dracula with Bella Lugosi, seeing it on a Friday night, watching it on Selwyn, um, out of Indianapolis, WISH Channel 8, and nice. being on a, um, um, a, or, you know, a couch that turns into a bed, <laughs> and it's me and two of my brothers, two of my older brothers, and I'm and we're what the first show of the night. He, he always showed the double feature was Dracula, and so that was my first watching of Dracula. And probably, you know, it it, it kind of kind of scared so. me, kind of scared me. But uh, to be there again, I think yeah, I've never really been scared by a movie. Um, you want to talk about I I what scared me the most was the TV series. Um, one step beyond mm. oh, that yeah? scared that scared the shit out of me yeah yeah because each are you familiar with it has anybody ever seen it any mm -hmm. of you seen it i've mm -hmm. not seen it no i've not seen it no i used to watch it all the time on channel 50 out of detroit they used to show yeah. it all the time yeah yeah and it just it when i was a kid i mean i was pretty young when that came out it just scared me um because it was it's not about it, there again, it was, it was about, about different things, though. I mean, it was yes, kind of yes, your, uh, but but it uh, all like like ghosts and right, you know, just and, and he based a lot of this things. on real real yeah. stories. So yes, yes, and you know, I was cognizant of all of that. So that that's my first, you know, uh, look at the at, at the dark world that's supposed to be out there. You know, so like a, like and, a documentary series, kind of like in search of, kind of, kind of. Not well, no, no. No, it's, no it's they were played like little life. stories. Yeah. It, was, oh, it was like okay. it was it was um, it was the supernatural version of Twilight Zone, like yeah. Night Gallery. Mm -hmm. Well, like Night Gallery. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. All in that vein, yeah. Only yeah. the first, you know, one of the first ones. But it, the the stories, and and um, the music. If we can insert that music, if somebody, if you somebody can find that music, I think the music is really scary. So that's one, the the combination of the music, the the guy who introduces it, I thought was a little, a little just a little weird, and then the stories. But he know, uh, did. What's his name? Uh, Loveland or something? Yeah, like yeah, something like that. He directed a lot of that. Yes, stuff, yes, yes. No, I and I liked his, him. Uh, Love his, I loved his delivery. But, but you're right. Was, though. Yeah, you're right though about him. Yeah, mm -hmm. so he was in that, a couple of movies too, wasn't he? Uh, he could have been. I don't remember. I thought he was an actor before mm -hmm. he. Did uh, I think it's, it seems like it. I think it seems like I'd seen him before, but anyway, it who knows because I was so it was Im imprinted on my brain so much. They even yeah. did a, a Sasquatch. Episode. I I quickly you know got away from all that and and then you know from you know the time I was you know twelve. No, nothing, nothing. No movie has ever scared me. Um, I, I think the one that really scared me the most was, uh, and it was, and it was stupid too because I was old enough not to be scared about it, but I still was. It, it would just creep me out. Night of the Living Dead. When I, mm. the very first time I saw that, saw it late at night, 
everything's dark by yourself. It just, yeah, made an impression. It was enough to give you. Let me amend mine. Yeah, because you're right. It, the first time I've seen there, I didn't really scare me. It that it disturbed me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, enough to give you, you know. I don't know if you want to call it scary, but you know, where you have actually have a, a dream about it, nightmare or whatever, you know, and it kind of links to it, but it was just, yeah, it was I think that's because it has that kind of a pseudo documentary style, you know? Yeah. And I, I and I, I know you hate black and white, but I, I attribute it. I don't that, hate black and white. Well, I know it's your, I, I know, but you get tired of people doing that, but that movie just lends itself to it. I mean, that just, and they had no choice. I mean, that was not a conscious decision on their part, but it just, when you see it, it that becomes part of it, though. I mean, you know what I mean? It becomes that nightmare world or whatever. Agreed. Totally agree. Fez, uh, what, what can you remember your earliest memory, childhood memory of something scaring you? So I think I'm probably uh, with uh, Professor Feather here, and that didn't really get scared by movies much as a kid there there are a couple of holdouts though one of course and i i have to join the exorcist uh camp here um when that made its rounds on network television i remember watching that with my parents and i remember thinking in the back of my head why in the hell are my parents letting me watch this i don't want to watch this anymore and it was just you know i've never seen anything like it and i'm gonna throw another movie in there that I saw as a kid and I probably saw it on like, you know, you know, the afternoon movie or like the big show in Toledo, or maybe it was on creature feature on channel 50. And it's the movie. Don't look now with Donald Sutherland and Julie yeah. Christie. Are you guys familiar with this one? Yes. Well, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I, well, maybe, maybe I have, I, I, I'm not sure. What's, what was the, the plot? So, it, it's not so much of a horror movie that it's more of a thriller movie. And it, it's about this couple who have recently lost a child. I believe the child. Yes. Around, yes. Right? I have and, and, they, and they start seeing these sort of premonitions. The, and one of them is this, this like little girl in a raincoat and they, you know, and it, it, it's just kind of like pulling them apart. And it's it just, it's like I said, more of a thriller, not so much horror. Um, but it ends, ends up there's like this, uh, let me, I'll read a section from the Wikipedia. I had to look it up and it says, um, it's the, the child is revealed to be a hideous female dwarf. And while John is frozen in terror, the dwarf pulls out a meat cleaver and cuts his throat. As he dies, John realizes too late the strange sightings he's been experiencing were premonitions of his own murder and funeral. <laughs> and I remember watching this as a kid going, what <laughs> the hell is going on? And that. That freaked me well, out. Well, if I if I would have known about the hideous dwarf, I probably would have watched it more. But <laughs> <laughs> and, and it seems like um, you know mo most everybody might have the same kind of experience where they they stumble upon something on television and they're like, okay, well I'll sit with it, and then you're oh, midway yeah. through going, oh I I should I I should back out, but you don't. You you go all the way. <laughs> so those oh, are my two. Have, have you ever seen Possession? It's like mm -hmm. 1981 or two. It's still the Berlin Wall is still up, but it was like a, this Polish director made it, and it had a what's his name? Uh, oh, who's the guy that says Sam Neil? Yes. Have you ever seen this movie? Sam Neil. It's just kind of a creepy movie. Uh, well, Possession. 
Yeah, because I've been, I've been looking for a copy of it and at the last Cinema Wasteland. What, yeah, and what do um, you think of it? I mean, okay, apparently, so, if you bought it, I mean... <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I have not watched it yet because I, uh, I have a feeling this is going to be a... Um, I'm going to watch it, and everybody else is going to be like, yeah, no, we're noping out, now, so I've got to find time where now, I can... Which version is? Is this like an American version, or is this uh, like the European version? Oh, of no, it? I, I believe this is the the full European cut of the film. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just saw this. It, what they were seeing, it was kind of disturbing. Some of the scenes were just kind of weird, and the story's kind of weird. It's yeah. just, yeah. It was 80s, weird. Weird was in. So, there you well, go. <laughs> I, I, have a, a, I have a little bit of a funny story about that. When I was at Cinema Wasteland and I'm, I'm going through the vendors and found this one table and I saw it and I'm like, oh, it's possession. And the guy looks at me and, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, I've heard about this movie. Is it as, as kind of screwed up as I've heard? And the guy just kind of looks at me and does this slow nod while he closes his eyes. He's like, yeah, he goes, if uh, he goes, everything you've heard about it is true. You'll enjoy it. And I'm like, excellent. Bought it right there. <laughs> And he's going, yes, another 10 bucks. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I pay I pay dearly for this one. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I think it was like 30. Might have been 40. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, because it, it's an import. The movie is incredibly hard to find, um, even on Amazon. It just was like, you know, unavailable. And so the, I saw it there, and I'm like, you know, when's the next time I'm going to get an opportunity to – to, to grab this so yeah I, I, I just went for it <laughs> well, that's cool you know another movie i cannot find anywhere is and i know you got you'll laugh at this it's called photographing fairies have you ever seen them have you ever seen the movie i have yes no did you did you like it at all you you suggested that i watch it you did did you like it or not no it was okay yeah it was okay i thought it was pretty I, good i like i like the, I liked I the liked filming movie. i like I liked the, the idea of it yeah. i like the whole idea of it I like it the way the movie gonna... looked too. Yeah, yeah. I thought it had a good and the time period. Yeah, and right, was... right. Yeah, I thought. It was I, good. And I like the story. I mean, it was kind of depressing. But it wasn't scary. I like by one fucking. No, bit. no, it was not scary by any means. No, but it was very. It, yeah, I. But I liked it a lot. It, but it was a it, hard to find. But it wasn't movie. scary. I, I guess, uh, no. It's does just, does uh, is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle in this film? Yes. Yes. Is somebody portraying him? The okay, I think I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen it, but oh, I'll have to look that one up. No, I yeah. As far as uh, like, um, I guess paranormal movies. If you want to scare you, lump all that. It didn't scare me. No, I'm not. Saying, oh. No, sorry. I thought we were talking about it's, movies that no, scare us. I'm digressing. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Scare right. me. Well, getting back to four o'clock movie. Here. Uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon, <laughs> sitting with my mom watching that fucker sink to the sea. I was just like, oh, actually, I felt sad for him. But, that was just... <laughs> but anyway, Dad was bowling, so that was like late. Because Batman came on afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, another <laughs> shot of therapy. Uh, a, another movie coming out of the Hammer ranks that still sticks with me since the first time I saw it was The Mummy. You know, Christopher mm. Lee, mummy, and it's the scene where he comes out of that swamp. His arms are rat, you know, in front of him. He's just coated in that that grime. Great and scene. It is a terrific scene, and and yeah. and he part of yeah. What's so scary about the mummy is that 
no matter the mummy knows where you're at. I see a theme here, just like Bigfoot would know where you're at, and Dracula knows where you're at. The mummy knows where you're at. It's, when he breaks into the insane asylum and kills uh, the one the one uh, professor, it's like you know he didn't Fanta. have to be told where he's out. He just uh, knew where he was, and that has stuck with me for decades and decades. Um, and so every time I see that movie, I still get the creeps and chills, and I just love it as that six-year-old or seven-year-old or how old I was when I first saw it, probably on Big Chuck and Little John or, or on Superhost or something. Uh, it, that just sticks with me. You know what I didn't like about that mummy, though? Was it you? But the whole slick down thing with the mud. <laughs> I guess I like the shambly, creepy-looking mummies instead of the... That's just me. But you're right, though. And he was, like, indestructible, and he's, like, pulling wrought iron grains out of the wall and sh- yeah i like that yeah, that was like that, that, that was, was like the, and that was like the johnny quest uh mummy yeah know, and they like, kind of took that look and they like for supernatural thrillers the marvel comics where they had the living mummy yeah and that that, yeah. that kind of look and all those monster comics were great i mean yeah. i read every yeah. one of those i could as a kid just if it had a monster on it you know tomb of dracula or werewolf by night or an appearance by a man wolf or something like that you know i was totally buying you know, every every one of those I could read. You know, famous monsters of film land. If I could afford it, you know, or I begged my mom and dad to let, you know let me have it, they would, you know, get it. Anything like like that, I had I had to have it. Oh, speaking of that stuff, we had a little store just literally a couple houses down, and this woman would let me sit on the bottom shelf and read famous monsters. I I, I didn't have to buy them. It was like a mom and pop store type thing. I didn't have to buy them, but they would let me read the comics and the famous monsters. <laughs> Sorry, throw that out there. That was just a cool time. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's, I mean, every month you got a new one to read. That's all. That's great. Yeah, I remember my first issue of Famous Monsters. Oh, had- by the way, I did buy them, though, though. <laughs> I'd go back and buy them. <laughs> hey, this one's been bred before. Do I get it half off? Yeah, it's my thumbprint. <laughs> oh, do you remember uh, Boris Karloff, uh, the comic books and stuff? They had those. And oh, some, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I bought those, too. Those are great. It's like gold key. <laughs> golden key. Golden yeah. key. Yeah, yeah. Gold, yeah, gold key. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of properties. Uh, switch, let's switch over to – we kind of hit on a few of these before. You had mentioned Feather, uh, One Step Beyond. Um, I'd never seen that, but uh, – the, the TV show that I remember scaring me as a kid, that's a whole family we would watch, uh, was Kolchak the Night Stalker. <laughs> yes. And uh, the, ep- the episode that stands out, there are two that really stand out as just scaring me. This was the second episode, I believe, the zombie episode, um, especially the climactic end where he's trying to dispatch the zombie and the in the salvage yard, you know, he's pouring the salt in his mouth and he goes to like, sew his lips shut. And then a zombie's eyes open and we all screamed. I remember a whole family. We just screamed. And, uh, Oh <laughs> man, that's like, I still love that that's scene great. every time. Yeah. Cause that was 1974. So I was about seven, six or seven when that came out. And, um, yeah, so it's, it just, it just has left an indelible imprint upon my psyche. Oh, that's cool, though. That's like a, 
Go ahead. You got you fans. Anyone else uh, were were fans? Oh no, I I remember swimming. We would be at the pool all day because we'd had you know when you can actually afford a family pass. So we'd sit at the pool all day in the summer, and then come back, and then and the Night Stalker would be on like at nine o'clock at night. I remember, yeah, that would come on, and we'd have popcorn and all that stuff. But yeah, it was do fun. You guys re- do you guys remember what night it was on? Wasn't it on Friday night? Yeah. Was it Friday? Okay. Yeah, it was Friday. It, it was Friday night. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, after that, because uh, yeah, this was what year? Nineteen seventy-four to seventy-five. I think it was on. Right, right. Yeah, you'd watch that, then you'd try to stay up to watch the other stuff. You know, like the, all the your horror hosts and stuff, Big Chuck or or the Ghoul or whatever. Yeah, so I think yeah. I'm checking now. Yeah, uh, it started at seventy-four. And yeah, finished a year later. I think it was on Friday nights because there was. I think, I think our Friday night was Hulahan and Big Chuck, and then yes. Saturday Saturday night was the the Ghoul. I believe. Yes. And Creature yeah. Feature. Yeah, but Creature, then we had fe- super host, super host Creature Feature would be on er- earlier in the afternoon, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had super hosts Saturday afternoon, so yeah, so a lot of a lot of good horror hosts. You know, bringing those terrors. <laughs> Gadfly, did you ever watch Kolchak? Oh, yeah, I loved Kolchak. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, I think I ended up starting to write my own kind of version of him updated. Um, yes, with my very own, good. Yeah, um, kind of like Hellblazer, huh? Yeah, except instead of being a reporter, he had a blog, you know, it was all that kind of crap. The, um, but uh, yeah, I was a huge. It was a huge influence on me. It was, and it's you know, it's one of those genres that I really like. The detective, but he's also a paranormal detective, and it's you know, and he's. I think the best thing about that was David Chase, who also did uh, The Sopranos. So there was great dialogue and great uh, sense of humor in the whole thing. And then you had Darren McGavin. I mean, what else could you do? Yeah. Are those online anywhere? I would love to see those again. Kolchak. Yeah. Yeah, you can get them on DVD. I've got the set. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. God, yeah. it's been so long since I've seen those. Yeah, there was an updated version, too, that they did, and I think it only lasted a half a season. Um, uh, and it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't. It didn't capture the kind of goofiness and the wackiness. Of, it didn't uh, have Darren McGavin. Yeah, it didn't have Darren McGavin. Yeah, um, he makes the show, really. He does. Yeah. Well, and so did his boss. His boss was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What's it, man? I was trying to sit here. What was his name? I can't remember his the name. actor's name. Yeah, the actor's name that played his boss because he was a you know a staple a supporting actor well, yeah. at the time. And they just did they did things that just was, weren't really done on television at that time. I mean, they had like where he would be yelling at him, and they were like in their what Chicago office, and the train yeah. would go by, so you couldn't hear anything that he was yelling at him about. And Kolchak's just sitting there nodding and stuff, you know. So, like, you'd hear these whole things where you wouldn't even get to hear the dialogue at all. Yeah. That was uh, Simon Oakland. Simon Oakland, yes. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you, Ed. Yes. <laughs> I'm a giver. What can I say? <laughs> but yeah, he was great in that role, too. I loved it. I loved that show. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, of course, he was in one of the greatest Christmas show movies ever, you know, A Christmas Story. Kolchak, the Christmas stalker. Yes, uh, my uh, that's that's my that's that's one of my top five one of my top five movies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's Christmas story. Santa Claus. <laughs> You'll shoot your evil eye out. <laughs> Blue Fez, were you a Kolchak fan as well? 
so I do remember watching it um, as a child. Uh, my mom was a huge Stephen King fan, so she would kind of gravitate towards horror movies and suspense movies. So that's how I ended up getting exposed to a bunch of this stuff. So like, oh, we're going to hey, mom's watching it. Why not? Um, so I, I do remember <laughs> watching it, but I don't remember it real well. And it, it wasn't until I think it would show up in like replays, like reruns on TV where I'd catch it. And I was like, oh, I vaguely remember this. But yeah, no, the, it, it was interesting because it's a great concept. Uh, and, I, and I love stuff like that as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it was cool. Yeah. It was, uh, it was streaming, I think on Netflix or something when, uh, my son was about 10 years old and he just fell in love with it. And so I got to sit there and watch it with a 10 year old who was nice. really digging it, you know? Um, so that was really cool too, because I'm like, yeah, I think I was about your age. You know, I think I was like seven or eight when it came on and, uh, I'm like, so yeah. what was your, what was your favorite episode? Oh, my favorite episode was the Aztec dude, or what's the one that where the monster looks like it's like a swamp monster? Like it's, there, there was the horror in the heights. Oh, this the that was the Rakshasha, and then I yeah, like the that one. Yeah. yeah, the uh, the the like something moss murders. Uh, right. That yeah, was, the, that oh, was oh, the moss guy you were talking about. The sleep. Yeah, guy. that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, with the Bayou Moss and the the you know it was, it was someone who was in the deep sleep a sleep experiment, and. uh all the uh, the nightmares that he was, you know, having were embodying themselves into this like moss monster, right? Yeah, killing people. Yeah, something like that. That's awesome. That's great. Love that show. Uh, another show that scared me less than the than Kolchak, but it was more the sign on that terrified me was the Night Gallery. Oh yeah, <laughs> the music oh and that God, montage yeah. of eyes and mouths. And yeah. yeah. I mean, that was like uh, being a little kid. That scared out. the crap out of me. Oh, I know. It was like just terrifying. So no matter what, and they had you know a really you know cool painting of whatever was going to happen. It didn't matter what was going to happen, you know. But it was just like the sign-on. There's Rod Serling, with that kind of sardonic, you know, and that little wink to the audience. It's you know it's much you know much darker presence I think than he did for the Twilight Zone, but. Just having a painting every week and then that creepy music with the weird images, I mean, that that just sticks with me still. So every time I hear that music, I'm like creeping out like, oh, where's the <laughs> devil to show up now? <laughs> yeah, that do was you, a great title sequence. That Do you remember the episode where, and it's just weird, I tried to watch it again, but it was just, I don't know, I kind of like it. The 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 plant, the, the big shambling thing and the little girl. That finds it in the pit. Do you remember that? I don't, I don't know. What the, I, I don't, I don't know what the name. Many episodes. Yeah. I and don't. she keeps going to talk to it, and it and it. It's just this big shambling. I don't know how you describe it, but. But anyway, somehow it comes out to follow her, and anyway, her parents find it, and they gather all the other people on the island, and they end up burning it, then piling it up, and she keeps stones and all that stuff and anyway she keeps going back to see it afterwards and then at the very end she's talking to it and you see like a little a little sprout coming out from underneath the rocks it, yeah anyway yeah it was i thought that was one of the weirder ones you know they had those weird 15 minute blocks or 10 minute blocks or whatever they would have like three or four segments in an episode remember that right yeah, they went for an hour to. I think that they went to the half hour 
show, mm-hmm. which and they had yeah. two episodes, I think, two episodes, I think, uh, per half hour, if I might. Yeah, be, and they yeah. and they would do like the the joke one, you know, it's only like a couple of minutes long. Yes. You know, the, yeah, the sight gag or whatever it was. Right, right. A very, very short. Yeah, like three, four minute long. Yeah, exactly. So what about but, like... There's Might also be. like uh, TV movies that came out that could like Salem's Lot. You know, I know oh. a lot of people don't like oh, it, yeah. but yeah. I think it, there was a couple of scenes oh. in there that really creeped me out with the kid like floating outside the window and he's got the milky oh, eyes. Danny and, Glick. Yeah. yeah, Danny Glick. <laughs> and the vampire himself, though. Oh. I thought he, he was pretty scary. I mean, oh. he looked like Nosferatu, but yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a scary me, image. That was, yeah. That for me was the first time I had ever seen a vampire like that, like that Nosferatu. And I, I remember when they do that big reveal in the kitchen, I mean, pops up and I, I jumped when that, when that scene, I was like, the hell? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, but that's the scene with Danny Glick outside the window. I mean, I was, I think that was what, 79. So I'm 12. I'm, I'm a little older, but still that, oh, that, that just really, I, I've never forgotten that. And I, I remember the old house that I grew up at, we had this this like evergreen bush outside my window. So we watched that that first night and I go to bed and it was windy out and damn that bush started scratching against the glass <laughs> at like two AM in the morning, woke me out of a dead sleep. And I just remember sitting there just sweating because I'm looking at the window and I'm like, Oh dear God, what's going on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the worst. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. When I, I think the other movie that uh, was another Stephen King, but I don't I don't know if it was made for TV. Um, I only saw it on TV uh, when you know, uh, and that was Christine. Oh, yeah. The the car, yes. you know, John Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, just wow. something something about a possessed vehicle. Oh fuck you, Subaru! <laughs> <laughs> Herbie, Herbie, no. <laughs> Don't be a bitch, Herbie. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Why? Why do you think we? Oh, what's what's the other one? Uh, the, the hearse or the or the car? Oh, the the car was. But there was one called the hearse. It was burnt offerings. Yeah. No, there was a hearse, but there was also a, a, the car. The do car. And James James Brolin. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> that's a great movie. That's fantastic. I love that. I, I want yeah. that car. Yeah. That's scary in its own right. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. You get the you get the it was shot from inside the car. Like you get to see what the devil sees. And it was yeah. driving red tinted windows and he knocks locks the you know, the bike riders off the bridge and stuff, you know. <laughs> that's fantastic. I, I wanna pay if I wanna get enough money, I wanna pay some guy to give me a replica of that car. I just want to drive around and go my horn, like doing every parade, you know. Have you ever seen the, oh, what's that cartoon on uh, on uh, Adult Swim, uh, the adult show, or the adult, or regular, the regular show with the two, the bird, and uh, anyway, they did an episode kind of like the car, but it's supposed to be British. <laughs> Hello, Governor. Hello, Governor. Sean, you have to know this. Sean, our Finn watched it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love the regular show. Yeah, yeah, YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So we're we're approaching about our forty-five minute limit here. It's actually uh, we're about fifty right now. So, well, let's uh, wrap this uh, therapy session up. I think we've all been scarred for most of our lives. We'll continue <laughs> going talking to our therapist and figuring out why it was that we liked all the stuff in the first place. But uh, I mean, I was like the only kid I know at the time when I was young who liked watching those kinds of things. One of my cousins, we would enjoy watching Hulahan and Big Chuck, but I was the only one that I knew who really liked scary stuff, monster movies, whatever it's Godzilla, Dracula, you know. So I there's feel something. You. Yeah, it's like there's something about that that still calls me that I don't quite get. But I, every time I see uh, something, uh, it makes uh, me, uh, just makes me feel like a kid. You know, and that's what I really approach. I love watching classic horror because I always remember the feelings I had the first time I saw it as an eight-year-old or a five-year-old or ten-year-old. And that's how it makes me feel every time I watch it. And that's why I love it so much. Yeah, that's what they, they oh, refer to that as monster oh, kids. Monster kids. <laughs> All right, so are you ready? We're ready. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Sure. Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. This is Dr. Head. And this is the Blue Fez. And you are listening, listening to, to Un. gmail.com but stand six feet away <laughs> the unsaneradio.com website is utterly fantastic that's unsaneradio.com thank you <laughs> music by silo dome Come on. Great music. Don't dump on the dump. At Radio Unsane Twitter. Facebook. Radio Unsane. Unsane Radio, sorry. <laughs> I got I got Twitter fight. Facebook, we're all over it. We're all over the face, baby. <laughs> Mark Justice, money shot. Writer. Mark Justice, comma, writer. Uh, Mark Justice, comma, writer. We freaks. Spell it, Fez. W E E F R E E K Z. There you go. In your face. Look. <laughs> Ew. Psycho Cinema. Tarn Feathers Psycho Cinema. In your probably, face. Probably, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. It's time to That's suck it. Facebook. <laughs>
I'm afraid to fade up. 